with a look back over the weekend sports action. This is Full Time on KCLR with Sinead Kyo. Yes, it is full time on KCLR with myself, Sinead Kyo. How are you all keeping? Hope you're all doing well on this Monday evening. A uh, big show in store for you over the next hour. Of course, we're going to be having a look back over Shamrock's victory over Ballygunner in the All-Ireland Club semi-final. Uh, we'll, we're also going to take a closer look at Argentina's World Cup victory over France, uh, as well as reviewing all of the action in the Carlo District League. But first, following on from a fantastic fantastic run in the Intermediate Camogie Championship this year. James Stevens lost out marginally to County Downside uh, Clonduff and I'm delighted to be joined in studio now by Anya Fahey, Martin Quilty and Lillian Houlihan as well to talk about that game. Of course Martin and Anya were up in Crow Park for us on Saturday um, looking at the game calling the match for us. Unfortunately Martin uh, didn't go to plan for James Stevens great run this year uh, within Kilkenny within the province and in the All-Ireland series as well uh, but unfortunately just didn't go to plan on Saturday No it didn't um, Clando for the better side on the day uh, we were speaking to most of the management afterwards um, and we even commented that the, the physicality um, from the Clando players themselves like was just unbelievable compared to some of the, the James Stevens girls just like women going out and playing uh, again girls um, you know there was that much of a difference but I mean they can be so proud of their achievements like winning the county title going almost unbeaten I think it's three losses in four years am I right something in that effect and one of them losses is an All-Ireland club final in Crow Park at your first attempt so when you digest it I mean it's not bad going winning Leinster final in your first attempt as well beating a Carlo team along the way beating a Leash team and two teams that was hotly fancied and they weren't meant to come out of Leinster to be honest you know mm-hmm. if you were to read the, the papers and go by some of the, the commentaries um, we had a different story we were kind of pre-warned to, to keep the underdog, <laughs> the underdog uh, tag going um, a small little bit but look they've had a phenomenal season to be fair to them and they're such a young team as well like they're going to be there for a couple more years to come yet Sinead Yeah that's something else as well I suppose Anya as well is the, um, the age profile of this team you know such you know such youth within the squad and um, you know definitely we're going to see more of these girls next year and for years to come as well Yeah I certainly think so and I think you know to echo what Martin has said they can be really really proud of their achievement you know to lose two county finals and an All-Ireland club final in four years like any other team in the country would only love to be in the position that they were in on, la- on uh, at the weekend they're very young they're probably hitting senior at the right time to be fair to them I think you know in the next two three years we're probably going to see a massive dominance with them as well at that age because the girls are probably at that right age you know they've got a good mix from maybe 18 up to 24 25 and you know when you're going into senior and they're going to obviously go in with massive massive confidence they've played really really high standard over the last couple of years and especially over the last couple of months they've been getting games that you know every other club in the county would only love to be getting you know I think 
senior squads are going to actually fear them next year in the Kilkenny Championship and I think that's going to be a big thing for James Stevens. I think Michelle Tien is probably one of the older ones I mean, yeah. when you look at that and I mean she's only a young one herself yeah. realistically like and to be classed as a, an oldie in your club yeah. team I mean it's it's scary what the potential is there with them. It Absolutely. Is, yeah, yeah. And, it, and you know like Lillian it is a lot to ask isn't it young girls and we're talking about the youth in the squad asking them to come up to Croke Park on All-Ireland Final Day uh, you know we all dream of playing in Crow Park anyone that's involved in Gaelic games you know it's something that we, we all aspire to do but uh, for such a young group of girls to come up and to be expected to perform you know on the biggest stage that there is in Gaelic games it's a lot to ask and look to be fair there was only a uh, poke of a ball in it at the end um, but yeah it was a big occasion oh, it was a huge occasion but like as Martin said it was girls against women really and truly but we've been saying it all year about all these girls they have no fear all of the young players they have no fear they went out most of them it was another pitch albeit it was Crow Park but like they took it in their stride and while they were disappointed and you'd have to be disappointed for, for them when you look back and stand back and I think today and coming into the Christmas season when they stand back and see what they've achieved in the year like there's as Anya said there's teams in the country I'd love to be in the position they're in with the youth that they have and sure there's two or three of them only gone 16 mm. there's a couple of 18 year olds like probably Michelle and Neve Dealey are probably the two older yeah Neve Brennan Neve yeah. Brennan yeah Neve Brennan and like when you're talking about older you're probably talking about 25 or 6 mm. so they're not old in the scheme of things and uh, Martin just wanted to, to touch on the opposition then as well Clonduff um, and you know I think what's really nice to see of course we wanted James Stevens to go up there and get the win yesterday but it's great to see another Ulster team emerging uh, we've had like Schlock Neil that we've you know they've been there for so many years but to see another team from Ulster emerging on the Camogie scene like that and do so well it's great for Camogie overall I think isn't it it is but I suppose we're a bit blasé as well with it because we call them the northerners when we're doing the commentary etc but I mean really there's no difference between the teams up north and the teams down south because to the same group of players they put in the same amount of effort I mean Camogie up in the north has always had a strong tradition yeah. I mean oh, we've went sure. and played Derry teams in the past like and they've hockeyed us and that was our senior team and given us right good beatings up there every way both and on the field well and off the, the field mm. um, we've found it hard very hard to beat them and if you look at Antrim's Camogie team I mean they hadn't a junior team two or three years ago and yeah. now they have a senior an intermediate team playing league and championship next year they've had a senior team competing in the club championship in the All-Ireland final um, Schlock Neil has been there with the last number of years as well so yeah. I mean they, they've always been there or thereabouts and I think Antrim and Down kind of have taken over the mantle a bit now from Derry yeah. um, as much as they've progressed that little bit more than what Derry have and they're competing uh, Down should have bet Waterford two years ago in their first championship game we were lucky to get away with Antrim this year mm-hmm. um, up, up there as well yeah. like so you know it's no real surprise Sinead that they're doing it mm, um, Anya just looking there as well at uh, half time the, both teams were level uh, what was the difference do you think in the second half that they were able to get that edge over James Stevens? do you know what it is like I think and I kind of commented on it when you could see the Clanduff girls run out onto the field they were big physical strong women and you knew kind of if it was going to come down to the slog 
I think they were obviously going to have the upper power in it. I think they were a lot more physical. Like you look at some of the guys, the, some of the guys on the James Stevens team, they're very, very slight. And by God, they can hurl and they can hurl absolutely brilliant. But I think when it came down to the physicality of it all, I think that's where Clan Duff were going to push forward. Another thing very worrying for James Stevens is they only managed to get 1 1 from play. And, you know, realistically, if you're going to head into an All Ireland final and you're only able to get 1 1 from play, it doesn't bode well for you. You have to say, like, uh, Fanuel Carr was absolutely instrumental for Clandoff. She was everywhere. The ball was sticking to her like glue. Her sister up front, Sarah Louise Griffin, she was brilliant as well. And Paula O'Hagan. Like, these girls have an abundance of experience. And being there from 2018, I actually thought that was that actually benefited them. They had that extra bit of a drive and they had that experience to know that James Stevens were going to get their proper patch during the match, but they just had to remain cool and calm. But the scores, I felt, seemed to come a lot more easier for, um, for Clandoff, even on the day. Like, you know, Sarah Louise Griffin she got four unbelievable points it was like they were very familiar and very comfortable in their surroundings and they were all from play all from play and you'd notice by James Stevens they were slightly nervous especially in the first couple of minutes like I think it was it was how long before the James Stevens got a score on the board 15 minutes and it just you could see by them they were nervous they were jittery and that's completely to be expected like again we'll go back to it we have to remember there's girls that are at the age of 16, 17, 18 years of age that are on this team and on this squad it was obviously going to be a daunting experience for them and then you have a real serious experience in that Clonduff team and by God they were certainly the better team on the day. And they had determination as well Clonduff. Like did you t- tell me that Sarah Louise had a baby? There was three of them. Or yeah. three of them. Yeah, but one of them is only seven or eight weeks old is yeah, it? Three, three of them took a time out last week. I think actually it was Fanula, Paula and Sarah um, took time out to have three babies. And they just in the middle of the year. Yeah. Like that's that's scary to think if they didn't do that, like could they be going for actually two in a row at yeah. intermediate level? Mm, you don't it's know. Crazy. Just uh, something else I wanted to, to touch on then as well. Uh, Sophie O'Dwyer, I just uh, read this morning, she was the top scorer in the uh, intermediate club championship this year, and of course, they all just wanted to. The only thing on their mind yesterday was going. Sorry, on Saturday was to go up and, and win the game. You know these personal accolades, um, they don't value as much, but still it should be acknowledged and, and valued as well and, and looking at that it just goes to show the talent that is within that squad as well and by far the top scorer I think 30, 30 points or something like that and the next person was 20 points or, or Yeah I, like I, I saw the link coming in Sinead I can't say mm-hmm. I actually clicked on it to see what the story was I mean we commented on it for large periods at the time last Saturday that was the Sophie O'Dwyer show against Clon Duff um, and that's no disrespect to the other players but like the Clon Duff backs were exceptional they weren't giving the James Stevens forwards anything at all and literally for the scores that Sophie got I mean her goal is an exact carbon replica mm-hmm. of the goal she got in the All-Ireland final it was Neve Dealey shot in the goalkeeper batted it out it was at the same goal down on the hill 16 end you know I, I mean it's a goal that they really needed yeah, um, and badly. she was unlucky as well with one on the Davin end that, yeah. that she actually hit the butt of the post um, that it went out that it could have brought it to extra time but to be fair to Clondoff I think if they had to be brought to extra time it probably would have been a bit of an injustice as two clonned off because they really were far superior um, in a lot of that game and when you have only two players from your inside six forwards getting on the score sheet um, it doesn't bode very well like you know for you winning an All-Ireland I know Paul O'Hagan and Sarah Louise were two that only scored for clonned off like, but they had what I think it was nine, ten points like between the two of them in there so I mean it was a huge difference 
Mm-hmm. Well, listen, um, thanks very much for joining us in studio today. And again, uh, well done to James Stevens for getting as far as they did in, in the championship and making it to an All-Ireland final and really looking forward to seeing what they can do in the senior grade next year. Uh, we're going to take a quick ad break now. Coming up after the break, we're going to hear from James Stevens' manager, John Scott, and from player Hannah Scott as well. So do stay tuned for that. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. LahartzVolkswagen.ie. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. LahartzVolkswagen.ie. Welcome back to Full Time with myself, Sinead Teo. Now, you just heard there from Anya Fahey, uh, Martin Quilty and Lillian Houlihan there just before the ad break. We're talking about James Stevens' narrow loss there in the All-Ireland Intermediate Club final yesterday. Well, now let's hear from their manager, John Scott Martin, caught up with him just after the final whistle on Saturday. John Scott, disappointing. It wasn't to be uh, three points to fees to Clonduff. Let's be fair, they probably are a very good Clonduff team as well, but disappointing nonetheless to lose an All-Ireland final. Oh yeah, look, it's very disappointing to lose the All-Ireland final. Um, and, but in fairness, Clonduff thought they were a better team on the day. Um, just look, things didn't go right for us. Even within, within the last... We were still in the game, five minutes to go. Uh, we were down to two points. Um, and even that's without holding well like so look it, in fairness I know look it's, it's just hard to take it at the moment but look um, I still think that we did uh, we gave them a fair old game I think it was a good game with Camogie but I do think now Clondoff are right now that they're probably bit, the best team on the day Is it fair to say that their work race was far superior to your own girls that was in it I mean they didn't give you much chance on the ball at all any time one year players got it there was four and five girls and I don't know, the, the James Stevens girls just didn't seem to have any answer for us. Just just the, the strength and depth, I suppose, that Clondoff had. Yeah, look, every t- and the chasing packs, every time the ball broke, we were just talking about it there, myself and Philly Larkin. There was one time there, right at the very end, even when Emma Gaffney got the ball, there was four of them around her, within seconds, like, you know, and that's what it takes to win the All-Irons and as I keep on saying to the girls it was those little things that make the difference and uh, look it seemed to come out on top for them this, today The goal certainly helped you just before half time as well and going in I think it was level or one point in it at half time you were really in it up to that but only four points in the, the second half as well you're probably not too happy with that No look I think uh, I think they had as well marshalled as well up in the forwards uh, we couldn't find the, we just couldn't find any space at all but that's we were moving the forwards in, out, back, left, right, but we just couldn't seem to get any space at all to get even to free up Neve Dealey, like, especially some of our county players, trying to get them on the ball more. But look, I think they had as well Marshall, they had as well cornered where they knew who, who to put on who. And uh, look, in fairness, they did, their, they did their homework. Only two scores in the forward line, scoring in the whole game as well. Disappointing? Ah, yeah, look, disappointing. You need your forwards. You need your forwards clicking. Like um, When things are going well for you, things are always going well. But when things are down, that's when you need people to dig deep and come out and put on top. But look, look today it just didn't happen for us. But look, fair play to Clondoff. They, they deserve what they got. Like I think they played first well. You had a chance up near the end, and we don't like singling anyone out either. But you had a free on the 20-metre line, and the referee overturned it after a little bit of afters between Sophie and someone else as well. 
not saying it might have helped your cause or you might have scored anything from it, but it was certainly a turning point. It was a turning point a little bit, all right now, yeah. yeah. I actually, believe it or not, I was actually at the time I was talking around to someone because I thought we had the free. And when I turned around and I see him throwing in the ball, I was actually asking the linesman what was after happening. Uh, I didn't realise that Sophie was after she pushed one of them back or something and to look wants to retaliate, that's it. Small margins, John, you know, to, to, as you said, you were right into it. I thought that maybe you might have done the same to Clondoff what they had done to go to here a couple of years ago, but just wasn't to be. The, they're an experienced team. They just ground out the win in the yeah, end. Yeah, they grounded out the win, look, and they're the putting a savage effort even last year, last week for the semi-final. And look, they, they, they deserve it today, definitely, on their, on their performance. Even though, just even before that, we got that free. There was a ball that came back. Remember, if you remember, it was like a carbon copy of the goal in the All-Ireland. And so if you pulled on and just, just clipped out, your man actually said it clipped the bottom of the, the, um, the, the upright, upright leg. So that, that's how close. And they're small margins. Yeah, small margins either way. And it could have been different. But look, let's not take away from it. It has been a terrific year for yourselves, your county champions. It's only your third loss in four seasons of championship. And one of them losses is an All-Ireland final. I mean, you have to be so proud of the team. Oh, look, I am immensely proud of this girls and I even said it we had a meeting last night and I just said that I could never be so proud no matter what the result was today it was such a bonus to get to where we are to get that team like they were junior three years ago and to come from junior intermediate and straight up into the All-Ireland final in the intermediate I just, it's a phenomenal what they're after doing like. and believe it or not I even just I haven't actually said it to him yet but one of me you always say I'm great for me old stats but that was their last intermediate game this time next year we'll be senior you're dead right there and to be fair you're such a young team as well God only knows the possibility of where they could go John oh yeah look that's it um, and, and I think that was a big issue today I thought it was like a lot of the time it was girls against women like when went into the tackle you could see that there were like you know being physically strong to get past they couldn't get past like you know and look and that's that will come I think with our girls in time like we, I think we finished today with uh, a, a, a good few there was a few I think it was two 16 year olds and even then uh, there was 17 year olds and 18 year olds playing so look I think the future is bright for James Stevens come all get the moment anyway well look you've always been gracious whether it's in defeat or whether you win games with your time with us we certainly appreciate it commiserations today it's great to get to an All-Ireland final you want to win it wasn't to be Clandoff were the better team on the day but uh, well done and a fantastic year and we'll see you in senior next year thanks very much Martin and you will do <laughs> that was the uh, manager of James Stevens there uh, John Scott speaking to our very own Martin Quilty now let's hear from Hannah Scott uh, daughter of John uh, very disappointed obviously after that narrow uh, loss to Clandoff but uh, she caught up with Martin Quilty after the full time whistle Hannah Scott, commiserations, you look dejected, not a nice place to be in Crow Park after losing an All-Ireland final, but you can be so proud of your achievements, I mean even to get here was fantastic, but give us your override emotion at the minute. Uh, we're a little bit heartbroken now to Martin, to be honest, uh, we put in a lot, a lot of work this year between all the management and the players, the girls put in some shifts this year, so... Uh, we're a bit defeated now today but look we have to be proud of ourselves to get in here um, and we played a great game I suppose we didn't it didn't go all our way like we didn't have a, some bits of play weren't the best but look um, we have to be proud of ourselves of what we did today and how, how far we came we a bit nervous at the start because as we said previous a lot of the girls would never have played here in Crow Park before and it is a daunting place when you step out onto that field first <coughs> yeah I think um 
Look, Camogie's on the back foot a bit to Hurland and there's a few girls there haven't even set foot in Nolan Park so playing in Crow Park was a different ball game altogether and there's such young girls there like we have Emily Smith coming up and Larkin, Philly's daughter there hasn't even played in Nolan Park so there's there's definitely some young girls there who had the nerves but you know what they kept cool they kept calm and they, did, they played well they did themselves proud so yeah that's all I have to say to them <laughs> It's hard to believe that it's only your third defeat in four years and one of those defeats is in an All-Ireland club final but just to get here with all of your teammates I mean let's be fair it has been a good year for the club and yourself so far I mean you won the, the county championships you won Leinster at your first attempt as well so you know even to get to an All-Ireland final was a real bonus this year absolutely we were, we were delighted we, it was probably we didn't even believe we were here today last week when we were told we were playing the Crow Park it was uh, we didn't believe it and it was just such an achievement for the club and we're all do you know what we're all just so proud of ourselves for getting this far and uh, winning the county final was one step and then on, on to Leinster again and then even this, just to get here today is absolutely unbelievable so yeah we're very proud of ourselves we said it to your dad there earlier on as well you're such a young bunch of girls you're now going up into senior like it's hard to believe that's your last game is intermediate like for uh, hopefully what will be a long time for yourselves but I mean going forward into even senior next year with such a young team the possibilities is endless for you absolutely we're going strength to strength and it's great to see young girls coming up stepping up to the mark um, there's great girls there they're a great bunch so I'm delighted to be a part of them and we're just doing we're going from strength to strength so it's great to be there and we had a great game today but sure look it just didn't go our way but we'll be there next year hopefully <laughs> look I know it's not easy to come out and yap to the media especially when you lose an All-Ireland final but thank you so much for doing it and well done on getting here you played very very well you can be very proud of yourselves no doubt that you are and the rest of your teammates as well so I'll let you go rejoin the rest of the girls thanks a million Martin yeah, that was uh, James Stevens player uh, Hannah Scott speaking to our very own Martin Quilty after the All-Ireland Intermediate Club Final uh, on Saturday in GAHQ Croke Park. Uh, so commiserations again to James Stevens. What a year that they had up to that point. Uh, they can be very, very proud of themselves. We're going to be switching our attention now after the break to Ballyhill Shamrock's victory over Ballygunner yesterday in uh, Croke Park also. And I'm going to be speaking to Mike Walsh and that's coming up right after this ad break. Full time on KCL or well, thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, LaHartzVolkswagen.ie Full time on KCL or well, thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, LaHartzVolkswagen.ie Welcome back to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. Now, Belly Hale, Shamrocks gained revenge over Ballygunner yesterday in the All-Ireland Club semi-final at Croke Park. And as always, the dream team, Brendan Hennessy and Michael Walsh, were calling it for us here at KCLR. And I'm delighted to be joined on the line now by one half of that duo. Uh, Michael Walsh, how are you doing? I'm, I'm good, Sinead, and yourself. Good, I, good. I think that was mainly, mainly <laughs> Brendan. I think I'd back him down a bit, but look, we do our best anyway. And others too, of you in it, definitely. <laughs> Um, but uh, Michael, we spoke there um, not too long ago, and we, you know, we were looking at looking ahead to, to Ballygunner versus Shamrocks, and yeah. you know, we we predicted that it was going to be quite the battle. And look, there was only the poke of the ball uh, in it at the end, uh, so very fine margins, and we were treated to to a great game. But thankfully, Shamrocks came out on top. Yeah, and uh, it was uh, the quality of the hurling was just. Absolutely superb, particularly in the first half. Um, the second half became a bit more tense, but the, the Shamrocks came into their own 
uh, I remember remarking to Brendan around the 40th minute, 40, maybe 41, 42 minutes. Uh, the Shamrocks just seemed to get a grip on the game at that stage and they went, you know, they made the burst for home if you like and they certainly did it brilliantly and obviously learned a lot of lessons from last year as well in the fact that when they were defending the lead at the end, possibly they shouldn't have been either. They possibly should have been further ahead, but they defended it extremely well and they dropped bodies back and there was no way Bally Gunner were getting through, but a, a totally... Really, really strong performance by Bally Hill Shamrocks all through. And Michael, like I think you touched on it there as well. Like they were able to just get that grip on the game. And the, the one thing that you always have to just stand back and admire about the Shamrocks is their ability just to adapt to different situations, various different setbacks. And in the early stages of the game, you know, they lost two players to, to injury, but they didn't panic. I think that's just something that over time they've really been able to just master that. Uh, ability to, to adapt um, and yeah. any adversity that might come their way they just deal with yeah, it very quickly You're spot on with that Sinead it's down through the years I, I actually said it on Friday I remember talking to Robbie there on Friday and it just seems to be whenever the occasion demands it the most they seem to be able to come up with the answers all the time and it's, it's absolutely amazing they look for this edge the whole time and obviously you know uh, the edge this time was the speech which Colin had cleverly brought to the table the day after the last match and then of course the way they lost the match but what many people had forgotten in the lead up to yesterday was that in that final last year uh, the Shamrocks for a long stretch of us were the better team as well and they, they probably had should have been further ahead but they weren't and then they left them they left Valley Gunner in it and as I said yeah, yesterday Valley Gunner weren't going to get back but they're, they're masters at, at having a big occasion when it's really required just coming up trumps the whole time and it's a great testament what they are and I look at it, experience know-how winning winning habits it all comes into play and certainly did yesterday in a, in a big big way yeah definitely and another thing another I suppose setback if you like uh, was just uh, the first uh, penalty that was awarded to Shamrocks and uh, now I don't know what you make of that I know that there was a bit of discussion between yourself and Brendan yesterday as to whether it was over the line or it wasn't over the line uh, but that was something else I suppose that other teams they might have dropped ahead when when something like that would have happened great opportunity to score uh, a goal and um, that obviously wasn't counted but just on that was it over the line, do you think, Michael? No, it was nowhere near it, uh, Sinead. He, he made an unbelievable save because he as usual struck it brilliantly. It hit the post and hit the, it came back and hit the top of his helmet and he got a bit looked at. It didn't go back in. He deserved that. It was a display of goalkeeping for the ages by Stephen O'Keefe, to be fair. But no, no, it wasn't over the line. And as you say, the Shamrocks, just not, like that's what I'm saying earlier, that, that winning habit, the experience, another team, you know, maybe going in there for the first time, it might have affected them, but they just they just ploughed on and created the next opportunity. And what I liked about them yesterday was they, they weren't content to, content to take the easy option of tapping the ball over the bar. They went for the juggler every single time. And, you know, it's a testament to them that they felt that confident that they were able to do that. And, you know, I, I felt just only for Stephen O'Keefe that, you know, that the result could have been a lot worse for Valley Gunner. His display was, was absolutely brilliant. But uh, Ronnie was speaking about two goalkeepers on Friday night, and I actually think... On the other side of that, I think the most improved player for the Shamrocks this year, and he's been absolutely brilliant in every game, has been their own goalkeeper, Dean Mason. And, you know, we might forget in the middle of all this, when the Shamrocks got the penalty, the next play was Desi Hutchinson going through, and in fairness to him, he went for the juggler and, and the bouncing ball in front of the keeper. It's the hardest ball to save, and Mason brought a fantastic save. 
and I think he's had an incredible year for the Shamrocks and he's been outstanding Yeah he's been excellent um, and you, you said it there it was goalkeeping uh, 101 uh, there yesterday like it was just absolutely extraordinary from both goalkeepers and as a former goalkeeper yourself uh, Michael I, I know that you know you commented on as well but th- those some of those saves that were made yesterday were just absolutely crucial to the game yeah, well, just on O'Keefe first, like he's 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 just been incredible for Barry Gunner um, in every aspect of his game. He is, you know, if I, if I was David Fitz, I'd absolutely be doing everything in my power to get him back for Watford. He could make a serious difference to him. He's just a fantastic keeper, and he and he's display yesterday. You know, in other ways, would have got the, the real headlines, and he deserved that. It was just the saves he made were just top top drawer. But as I said uh, about Dean Dean Nathan, in every game so far, in, in Nath when they were in bother, he brought off incredible saves. In Kilmacud when they were in a bit of bother, he brought off two fantastic saves. And as I said yesterday, TJ got the goal from the penalty, and I think it was the next play when Desi rifled a shot. He did everything right, it bounced in front of him, and which is just a hard spot to stop. But he he got to it somehow, and I just think that he just he has brought his head to it. Level this year. And that actually brings up my next question because you mentioned uh, Daisy there. Like, let's yeah. talk. Let's talk about Joey Holden and the job that he yeah. did on him yesterday, Michael. Just unbelievable. Well, I would have over the years. I would have said that Joey Holden um, is he's, his presence alone in that Shamrocks team makes a huge, huge difference. He's been totally underrated in my view over the last number of years. He's been absolutely outstanding and. You know, this year he came back from his travels and it took him a while to settle. And in the first 10 minutes yesterday, it looked in a bit of bother with, with the space. Now, it wasn't his fault, but the Shamrocks definitely rectified it brilliantly by dropping that bit deeper as the game went on. But his display from about the 10th minute on yesterday, I would have given him totally man of the match yesterday. I thought he was by, by, not by far because the Shamrocks had outstanding performance everywhere. But I thought his display was just a one for the ages. Roll back the years. Desi Hutchinson, one of the best forwards in the country, a man that Watford are going to depend on later in the year. And he did some good, very good things. But I remarked during the match that they're going to have to move him because they need him in the game. And in fairness, they moved him out the field then. But that's because of the brilliance of, of, of Joey Holden, who, as I said yesterday, was just totally outstanding. And isn't it great to see as well, like, you know, we just spoke there about how great Joey Holden was yesterday, Stephen O'Keefe. Two lads that have stepped away from the inter-county scene, but really doing it for the club. And um, I, I think that's just like, uh, you know, it's great great to see that. And definitely, I think both uh, both players would uh, do well, um, you know, under under Kilkenny, under the new management in Kilkenny and on, in, in Waterford as well, as you mentioned there, Davy Fitzgerald. But um, I just wanted to uh, talk to you as well, just, uh, TJ was quick to, to point out after the match yesterday I heard him interviewed you know nothing is won yet though and uh, I, I know that you were um, you were probably there in advance of the Shamrocks yeah. match watching the other semi-final uh, yeah. the, look Shamrocks are going to be favourites for the All-Ireland but you know lot, lot very very impressive display of skill I think in, in that first semi-final as well Michael Look at uh, the Germans, uh, and they will be. They have to be. You have to be. You have to be on your guard. You have to be very careful. Uh, it was a brilliant. As I said to Brendan at the end of the match, nobody can ever take away from Dunleigh what they achieved yesterday. It was a brilliant, brilliant achievement. However, you have to be honest, and we all have to be honest about what we saw. The, the, 
the standard between the two matches there was there was a huge there was a difference and we expected that we, we, we expected that but for now you have to respect what Dunlay did and, and in fairness to the channels they'll give them the, the full respect that they deserve it's a marvellous achievement for them they, they would have been a very good club team anyway over the years and they, they fully deserve that victory yesterday they should have won by a lot more uh, missed a lot of chances and you know you have to you have to give that the respect that deserve the Shamrocks will be raging favourites and rightly so but um, Dunlay will come with nothing to lose and I'm sure they're going to they're going to put up a huge huge show but however you would have to be honest and say particularly in the first half as I said the first half of the Bradley Hill Shamrocks uh, Bradley Gunner game uh, and the first half of the of the Bally Gunner and the Piercy game this year were so close to Intercounty Standard it was actually frightening and you mentioned about Joey Holden and Stephen O'Keefe there and I think this is the advantage of the split season. I think, you know, fellas are really, really going hard at it with their clubs. And, you know, before they would have been playing in April and May and reminding them, not in, not in that they're minding themselves uh, because they want to mind themselves, just in their heads they're saying, God, I have a cha- mm. have Leinster Championship coming up or a Munster Championship coming up. Yeah. And now they can just concentrate totally and that's where you're seeing the difference. And I just think the club game has gone to a different level because of the split season. It's absolutely fantastic to see. It's brilliant to see and look great, Michael, that we have uh, another All-Ireland final to look forward to as well with um, Shamrock featuring in another one. But listen, thanks so much for, for joining us on Full Time again. Always a pleasure to talk to you, Michael. And uh, look, I'll be talking to you again very soon. Pat Hoban, the Ballyhale Shamrocks manager. Uh, so Brendan Hennessy caught up with Pat after the game and here's what he had to say. Pat, you're a busy man, but you don't really mind when you win. That was a cracker. A great for the Shamrocks. Inter 50 year to be back in the final. And just said to Michael at the end, from the day you took up the job, the pressure's on. It's Ballyhale Shamrocks. People expect results. You've got them. Yeah, no, fantastic years. You said it is 50 year. You don't buy into those things too much, but it does mean a lot to the club. You know, they put, you know, I think possibly um, some commentaries might, might have been a little bit harsh on the lads. I think they deserve the respect. They've won five in a row, never done. They won four Leinster titles in a row, never done. They're now back in another All Ireland challenge and to push on for nine All Irelands. I think they deserve huge credit. Sum up that game for us uh, as the banished door on the sideline as spectators and commentators we saw it we thought it was a highly entertaining first half but you really really got going in the second half work rate unbelievable but some brilliant performances but a great team performance in particular Yeah again as I said the last day you know we, people said we fell asleep in the second half I think that was disrespectful to uh, to the Croaks they really came at us we were very very conscious today that we need that, that type of drop in performance wouldn't be good enough I think today we just showed the quality of the players the character their ability to, to bring tactics into the game, their ability to just show an absolute hunger. So I think they deserve huge praise. But we've won nothing today. Absolutely nothing. Today was about getting to an All-Ireland. That's what we achieved. You got some great goal scoring chances. Stephen O'Keefe was unbelievable for them in goal. Uh, you created lots of goal scoring chances. For a time, people felt your look might be in TJ uncharacteristically. Didn't put away the first penalty, but again, credit to the goalkeeper. But by God, he put away the second one. He finished with one eight, I think. So, you know, you really took it out, but you did create a lot of good chances. You have to take a good positive from all of that. Yeah, and that would have been one of the messages at half time, as I said, where, you know, we did create two, two very good goal scoring chances. So they were on. We told the guys to keep pushing on, pushing on. And that goal, the penalty, the way it came, that proved vital. It went from one to four and we sort of held on from there Don't lie in the final now Pat they were entertaining here in the, in the first half but Shamrocks of course will be the favourites but the pedigree to have the greatest club team of all time you can look forward to it it's early January so the break is not really long but you can enjoy Christmas No we'll absolutely enjoy Christmas and fair play to Don't lie for getting there um, you know Shamrocks are used to being favourites to be fair unusually today I think we were, we were, we were out dog, out, outsiders by, by a lot of commentators so look we'll sit back we'll enjoy the next week or so and then we'll get our act together for uh, the All-Ireland final 
And just before I do let you go, word on the two lads, because you lost two first 15 players in the opening 13 minutes, which was a bit of a blow. I know the strength and depth is good with the Shamrocks bench, but you don't like losing two players. Nobody likes losing two players, and it is it is a stress. Again, there was some commentary after the last day that we didn't put on any subs. You know, when we needed guys today, they came in, they did an absolute job, and they stood up and, 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 did, uh, and were counted. As I said, Pat, you'll enjoy the Christmas. Well done. That was a great performance, and I'm sure everyone in Knock Mile and Knock Toffer and Ballyhale are very happy tonight, but as a banished door, you're a happy man. Yeah, no, look, we, and, and it's not just me. I mean, the backroom team are fantastic. James, Niall, Sean, Siobhan, all the lads, uh, John, the physio, does unbelievable work. So, you know, we're a small outfit. I don't think we had the 21 people at Ballyhale are on the line, but we have 15 great men on the field. Well, you have, you have the best player in the country, I have said. I tell Siobhan it's a dad as well. But listen, thanks a million. Glad to see you again today in a great happy time, and we look forward to the final. Thanks a million. Thanks very much. Thanks a million. Come on, Pat. Well done. Full time on KCL or well, thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. LaHartzVolkswagen.ie Welcome back to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. Uh, I am going to be talking all things now, um, Carlo Soccer, and things are really starting to heat up actually in the Carlo District League because we're down to only four teams in the KCLR Shield. And I'm delighted to be joined on the line now by Carlo District League Secretary uh, Brian O'Reilly. Brian, how are you doing? Good evening, Sinead. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, as I said there, uh, Brian, down to the business end now, uh, only four teams remaining, so it's uh, it's getting pretty exciting. Yeah, we had a busy day, we had a busy day yesterday. Um, we have the last four uh, clubs left in the KCLR Shield, which is always a really exciting competition. Uh, the group stages were very interesting this year. Um, the quarterfinals were a bit later than what we had planned due to success of New Oak and Vale and the outside competitions. But New Oak and Pats played their quarterfinal midweek under the lights in freezing conditions on Wednesday night. Credit to the two teams uh, for a great performance. New Oak just edged out two one winners. And then Vale had played ball and glass the previous Tuesday night under the lights as well to help us try and catch up and uh, ended up being uh, easy winners in the end. A bit of a gulf between the Premier side and the Division 2 side. And then yesterday was the final two quarterfinals where Premier side collection travelled up to Division 1 Mill Celtic and got a 5-1 win. And in total, the two Premier teams left, uh, Parkville and Credit Yard, played out a very entertaining game, which I went to see myself. Uh, a game that could have easily ended 3 all, but Credit Yard stole it 4-2 in the end. So the semi-final draw had been made in advance for the KCLR Shield. So we now have New Oak and Vale, which will be a rematch of the group game in which Vale actually won and are the only team domestically to have beaten New Oak in the last two years in all competitions. You'll remember Sinead New Oak won an unprecedented quadruple last year, uh, winning every single competition there was to win in Carlo. And Vale had beaten them in the group stage of the Shield. And history repeated itself this year when the two of them were in the same group and Vale had a 2-1 win. So... Vale will be very much looking forward to the semi-final. And then the other one is a big leash derby between Credit Yard and Collection, which is always a really good game when these two teams come together. There's no love lost between the two local rivals. And it's, it's always very interesting. So in, in the new venues under lights midweek in January, we're possibly looking at the week of the 20th, 21st of January. 
and will confirm after Christmas. And then hopefully the final of the case of or Shield will take place in the middle of February. Brilliant stuff, uh, Brian. Now, I uh, I did want to... We're, we're running out of time, unfortunately, but I, before I do finish up with you, um, I do want to mention, of course, the biggest sporting event um, in the world, which took place yesterday, and what, what a World Cup final it was. Brian, I'm sure you were watching it with great interest. Lots of shocks, lots of surprises uh, throughout, but delighted to see that uh, Lionel Messi was able to cap off... Um, you know, his career there, his final World Cup with a win for Argentina. Absolutely phenomenal performance by him and all of the Argentina, uh, Argentinian squad, but for France as well. Just an amazing game. It was. It was, it was a great advert for football. And I suppose it, it goes to show exactly what everyone always says. Football is probably the only game in the world that can give you that sort of excitement. If it was a boxer match or any other event, the referee probably would have stopped it at halftime. It looked at one side. France never got going at all. And then out of nowhere, in the space of 90 seconds, the game was completely turned on its head and we ended up with, what was it, between all the injury time and extra time, 40, 45 minutes of pure, absolute, unbelievable football. And I think yesterday put, certainly puts to bed any debate there ever was. Messi is the GOAT and, and, and that's it. There is, there is no debate anymore, in my opinion. Uh, I never thought there was a debate between him and Ronaldo, but yesterday kind of played it. And also a very special mention yesterday to the Argentinian goalkeeper Magnus with that save in the 123rd minute. Like that was just remarkable. People talk about Gordon Banks the same all those years back in Grace to the World Cup. That was in a group game. When you look yesterday there now, Dave Martin was literally with the last kick of the game before it went to penalties. Uh, was was unbelievable. But uh, yeah, it was a straightforward cup um, in itself because of the time of the games. Um, but definitely yesterday was a spectacle that everybody, football fans across the world, would definitely have enjoyed. Definitely. Well, uh, listen, thanks so much, Brian. We've just about run out of time, but thanks so much for your time and we'll talk to you again very soon. Thanks very much for having me on. Thanks, Thank Brian. That was uh, Brian O'Reilly. He is the secretary there of the Carlow District League. That's all we have time for on the show today. Uh, John Moynihan is up next for Fully Loaded. Uh, this is the last show of the year. So happy Christmas. Thanks for tuning in during the year. And we'll talk to you again very soon. Carlo. Kilkenny. KCLR.